Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace. So let, let's start with uh, looking at Ephesians 5.21. Of course, many of the things I've said, you have been hearing them. Last week, this week, I mean, what, do I, what else do I want to say? But God will, will give us utterance. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 21 from the Amplified Version. You know we amplify Christ here. So, Amen. So basically, I just want us to read through uh, Ephesians. Basically, we can see that in the book of Ephesians, it's, it's a type and shadow of what the Bible was saying in Genesis. Alright? And um, I, I just want us to read uh, Ephesians um, and we would go back and we would focus on Genesis. Alright, it says to be subject to one another out of reference for Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Verse 22, we'll do a long read. So wives, be subject, be submissive and adapt yourselves to your own husbands as a service to the Lord. Let me just stay here and just say that, okay. Today I'm going to focus on the guys, uh, ladies, uh, you received a lot on, on, on Sunday. <laughs> um, and, but what I would just say is, if you have, if you, if you have a, a, a single problem with anything mom said on Sunday, you are not ready for marriage. You are not ready for marriage. If you have a single problem, like minute, you are not ready for marriage. It's true. You know, and why I say that is, you see a successful married mother for 32 years with awesome children. I mean, that's an example for us to follow. I hear what I'm saying. You see her children. You see the marriage. It's, I want us to see daddy and mommy like parents that we wish we had. I want us to see them as spiritual fathers and mothers that we would emulate. Earlier this year, I was leading my heart to sow a seed to mom. Just for, because I, I want to be able to raise my son to grow up like Pastor Phil. I, I hear what I'm saying. Because to see someone that would raise her children like that, keep her home like that, my friend, we should take dressing. I hear what I'm saying. So, ladies, I want us to, if you feel that this message, you mean, you, I, you can benefit from it, but... I want you to, you know, take dressing from Sunday. That is it. Listen to that message over and over again. Over and over again. Like I said today, I want to focus on the men more. But at the same time, even from Sunday, you know, there's something Simon told me. Simon, sorry I'm sharing this, but there's something he told me after the message. You know, every message you must learn how to bring it home. You won't be in a message and say, this message is for the ladies. You know what Simon said? Simon said... That he, he sees that this message is for him. Why? Because he sees himself like Pastor Phil's wife. From the perspective. Yes. Yes. And I understood that. You know, every time I'm talking to my wife about our relationship, I always typify my relationship with Dr. Phil. Because I see myself also in that position as his wife. Like submissive, help meet. Be, being able to, you know, help and create that compliment for him do we understand so if you were wise on sunday as a guy you would understand that spiritual authority this thing about submission is not a women thing is a, is a is is the way the world works is the is a, is a is a natural thing is an is order 
Have you seen any state with two governors? Have you seen any country with two presidents? It's, it's a natural system. There's no company that has two CEOs. It's a natural order of the way things work. And that is when we're talking about spiritual authority. It's the same husband and wife relationship. Amen? Wife submits to your husbands. So if you understand this relationship of the husband and wife, you will not have a, a problem when you're talking about leadership, when we're talking about spiritual authority, when we're talking about followership. It's the same thing. Same principle. Verse 23. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church himself and the savior of his body. Pastor Phil told us about that. Speaking of the position and the passion of the man. As the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives, 26, so let the wives be subject in everything to their husbands. Verse 25. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Just to emphasize again, remember that we take dressing from the word. Amen? uh, Marriage is God's idea. It's not man's idea. It's not a movie's idea. It's not what we think it is. There is a template I and my wife discussed, and I told her that if this marriage is going to work, we have to do it the way the Bible says, not the way a motivational speaker says, not the way it is online or on Instagram or what they said on one DP. I saw somebody's DP today. It was like, ladies, remember one thing. Your marriage, your, your career, your education will not walk up one day and leave you. You know, it, to some ladies, that makes sense. It's true, but why that emphasis? You know, you know, so these are the simple, uh, salient ways which we are, we are passing the wrong message in the world. Amen. Amen. And this is a Christian, solid Christian that is sending this message. You're already seeing a problem in the marriage. In the mar- You're already trying to create your own path. All right. Verse 26. Husband, so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word. Verse 27. One thing I did here when I got married, as guys, you, you should also do the same thing. Try and go through Ephesians 5 and underline, you know, the responsibility and the role that God gave. Uh, the Bible speaks of the man in this verse. And it will shock you how, uh, how massive it is. It says that he might present the church to himself in glorious splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such things that she might be holy and faultless. Verse 28. Even so, husbands should love their wives as being, in a sense, their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself. Verse 29. See how lengthy the instruction to the man is. For no man ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and carefully protects and cherishes it as Christ does the church. Verse 30. Because we are members, parts of his body. Verse 31. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother. He was quoting Genesis here. For leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife. Genesis says, Cleave. And two shall become one flesh. Ideal one. 32. <laughs> you know, I, I feel that when he was writing this uh, scripture, when he was talking of the man's responsibility, Especially talking, at it with, talking with it with the typification of Christ and the church. 
I'm sure he saw how great it was. And he was like, this mystery is very great. Do you understand? Talking about the responsibility of the marriage. This mystery, the message version says, I do not clearly understand this. What I really understand is Christ and the church. <laughs> you should check it out. Maybe we should just, can we look at message version? And you see, you see what, you see what, it says, because it's a great mystery. This, you see, this is a huge mystery. I do not pretend to understand it all. See, marriage is, is that's why marriage is not for children. Mm-hmm. What is clearest to me is the way Christ treats the church. So you see, we take dressing from Christ and the church in this marriage matter. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm sure, I'm sure he looked at it and he looked at the responsibility of the man you know, has played that role of Christ in the marriage. See, this is a huge mystery. I do not pretend to understand it all. What is clearest to me is the way Christ treats his church. Verse 33. Back to Amplified. It says, However, let each man of you, without exception, love his wife, has been, in a sense, his very own self, and let the wife see that he respects, and rev- I like this respect, so that when he says submission, it looks too deep. Respect. <laughs> And reverences his husband, that she notices him, regards him, honors him, prefers him, venerates him, and esteems him. And that she defers to him, defers to him, I like that, praises him, loves him, and and admires him exceedingly. Hmm. You see, you see that it's not not by power. (laughs) It's not by power. Praise God. I think that's the end. Is, that, is it 34? That's the end, right? So we, 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 I, I just read this so that you understand, um, first of all, the roles and the responsibilities of the man, the husband, and the wife. But I'm also going to, um, I also want us to just quickly jump to Genesis. And we're going to be looking at four basic attributes of the ideal one. Four basic attributes of the ideal one. Verse 1. Uh, number 1. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. It says, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let us make man in our image and according to our likeness. So number 1. You must understand that the ideal man is from God. Tell anybody it's from God. The ideal man is is from God. The Bible says, let us make man. Man is not just uh, any uh, other creature. He says, let's make man in our own image and our own likeness. So number one attribute, very clear to us, the ideal man is from God. Let's look at Genesis chapter 1, verse... um, Okay, let's continue to 27. It says, so he created man in his own image, and in the image of God, he created them. Amen. I want you to understand that man was made in God's image. Hallelujah. Let's look at verse. Uh, we're gonna, I just want to show you different parts of Genesis. Because why I'm doing this is, you know, there's a lot of uh, culture, a lot of world culture in the context of marriage. Now, what, what, this is my analysis of marriage. You know, our parents, our parents in our parents' time, the culture was was, let's say, A. The, the Bible has always been A. But in, uh, as regards marriage, in terms of submission, in terms of you know, being loyal to your husband and all that, marriage, 
the culture was in line with the word. Do we understand what I'm saying? So now, many people must have placed their, uh, because of the emphasis of culture, it was easy for people to be aligned with the word. Do we understand? So even if your mother left her husband's house and went home, her parents would send her back. Do we, do we understand? It was like you must be in that marriage. But now we have seen culture take another th- turn. Culture is not in line with the word as regards marriage. I hear what I'm saying. The world culture is not. And of course, the devil understands that marriage, the family, is the basic unit of the society. God instituted marriage, instituted the family even before the church. After creation, man came and the woman came and he brought them together. So you see, if you can destroy the home, if you can destroy the family, if you can destroy the idea of marriage, you can destroy the whole of society. Because that's a foundational block. Do, you, do we understand this? It's very important. So that's why, first of all, you are seeing a lot of marriages that are under attack, that are not working. In fact, there was a time this year when I was just hearing the marriages not working. I was like, if I was a single person growing up, I'd be wondering why even get married. Amen. But we must understand that this is God's idea. This is, we must do it the way he wants it to be done. The way he has said it should be done. Amen. Amen. So now culture is on its own. The Bible, it has deviated from the Bible. So many people are expecting, I'm, I'm so grateful that there are so many things that are clearly stated about marriage in the Bible. It's not one of those things that will be saying, uh, what did the Spirit say? No. It's clearly stated there. Amen. Amen. Alright, so let's, let's get back to this. So, we look, we're looking at Genesis. What was God's idea? Because somebody may want to say that in Ephesians it was Paul talking. But in Genesis, this is God talking. This is God communicating. This is God's actions directly. Praise God. Amen. He's not inspiring a man. He's doing this. He's taking these steps and this action. So we can see the origin and the plan of marriage. So look at uh, Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, it says, And God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Amen. Tell your neighbor again, an ideal man is from God. Amen. Let's look at 15 to 17. The Bible also says that, that the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. So God put the man in the garden of Eden. Of course, you remember from Sunday, that mama, mama told us that Eden was what? An atmosphere. It was a place where God related with man freely. Relationship. Another word, it's actually a complex word. Another meaning of Eden is a delightful spot. This talks of, of a place where man could relate freely with his creator. So an, an ideal man is a man that understands and stays in God's presence. Amen. He understands his Eden. The Bible says, And the Lord commanded the man, as Of every tree of the garden you may eat freely, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. Amen. So we must understand this. Man is from God. So if the ideal man is a man that understands that he's from God and stays in God, Remember, there was a time we taught, I remember that I was in Horton Suits. I said, wherever something comes from, it must remain to live. 
if you look at the creation story, things were made out of things. Do we understand? So, there was darkness, and out of darkness, the Bible says, God said, let there be light. And I like the word, let there be light, because it shows that, for my own understanding, that there was light, but is permit light to come out of this darkness. Do we understand what I'm saying? So there is, in a dark situation, there is light in that situation. It's just like when Jesus looked at the storm and he said, peace be still. He did not speak to the storm. He spoke out the peace from the storm. So we look at the story of creation. You know, there's already something and God says, okay, let the waters be separated from this and there comes out the land. And he says, okay, let the let the let the ground bring forth plants and fruits let the ground bring forth beasts of the field let the waters i don't know if you get what i'm saying he was bringing out things from things and he said let the waters produce creatures you know big and small and that's why you see that when the bible is talking about creation you hear beds of the air beasts of the field you see you need to understand this word called off in mathematics, they say off is what? Pro, product of produced. You see, if you don't understand position and placement of things, you make a lot of mistakes. What's the difference between there are three words? Words of wisdom. And there is wisdom of words. Let's switch it. Words of wisdom. Right? Gift of the Spirit. Wisdom of words. is something we don't want. The Bible says that I do not come to you with words of man's wisdom. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. So, the, the first one is produced by the second. I hear what I'm saying. So, we want word of knowledge, not knowledge of words. Not a wisdom produced of words, but words produced by wisdom. So, look at what the Bible says. It says, birds of the air. It means they came from the air. Beasts of the field. Now, of course, I told you that if the beast is to stay alive, it must eat of the field. If the fish is to stay alive, it must eat from what it must stay away in water from where it came from. And God wanted to create man. He said, Let us make man in our own image. So he looked at himself and brought out man. I hear what I'm saying. He said he breathed in his nostrils the breath of life and he became a living soul. I hear what I'm saying. So if man wants to stay alive, he must remain where he came from. You see, when something, when something leaves where it came from, you don't need to kill it. It dies. You don't need to kill a fish that you take out of water. If you take a land animal and put it in water, you don't need to kill it. It dies. Amen. I, I hear what I'm saying. So that's why it's important for man to understand Eden. An ideal man to understand God, God's presence. And I do man to understand, you know, this relationship with God. And I do man to understand sanctification. I tried to find, you know, one word just to say for number one. But I said from God, someone that understands his presence. Someone that understands relationship. Someone that understands sanctification. Someone that understands Eden. Someone that understands that the work of the Holy Spirit in a believer. Because trust me, you cannot teach your husband everything. You cannot teach your wife everything. So this applies for the man and the woman. Something also important I wanted to say, when these instructions were given to the man, remember, Eve was made out of Adam. So I can say that this instruction was given to both of them. And that's, that's why we see later that Eve was also brought out to fulfill what she was brought from. 
I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. So, because, because see, I need us to understand something to, from today's message because sometimes when we just took a look at love, when we look at uh, marriage, we just say love and submission. I want you to understand God's idea of marriage. I believe that if we understand God's idea of marriage, love will not be an issue. If you understand God's idea of marriage, submission will not be an issue. See, it's not because of love that is marriage. <laughs> I wrote that down there. I wrote, see, God did not create the woman because of to be loved. And now, and now, and now edited it, soft notes. That God did not create the man only to be loved, so that people will not vest too much. <laughs> Amen. But let's move quickly. Number two. So, not, have we said to number one? Said number one. As a lady, as a man, this is key for you. This is important. Eve had not come into the picture at this point in time. This is. These are, these are things that God settled with the man. Remember that it was in that place of Eden that God spoke to the man of the tree. So it's a man that is in the place that understands his Eden and understands God's presence, that understands that it's from God, can receive the word of God. Amen. There's some things you, 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 don't, you, you can't even just teach your wife. You just have to pray that God, I have Holy Spirit. She has Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit Bluetooth. Just. <laughs> you understand? Amen. So that's why when we're talking about marrying the believer, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. It's, it's, it says the Bible says, can two walk together except they agree? Amen. Now we have raised it to, it's not just believer. Marry someone that understands the grace, the gospel. Ah! <laughs> I'm telling you, that's it. Somebody will be fighting with condemnation. I'll be forgiving. Let's move on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You guys don't know how blessed you are. Amen. To be surrounded by the people that you are surrounded with. Hearing the same things. Ah, la, la. Hearing the same things. You marry somebody now. You say, go and download Pastor Phil's message. Why? We had it together. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number two, let's look at Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 again. The Bible says, he gave instructions. Okay, I've made man. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the beds of the air, and of the cattle, and of, and of all the earth, and of everything creeping that creeps on the earth. All right? So we can see purpose in the, in the, in the, in the instruction for man. Man was made for an assignment. Man was made for purpose. God did not just put the man to be working. He said, let us make man in our own image and likeness. And let them have dominion. Amen. Of course, you know what Miles Moreau said. When the purpose of the, th- of the thing is not known, abuse is inevitable. Remember that verse in verse 25. Say, he created him male and female. He created them. Verse 28 goes forward to say, he blessed them. And he said to them, be fruitful and multiply Fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish and all that. Instruction, purpose, direction. So number two, the ideal man must understand his purpose. He must understand direction. He must understand his assignment. He must understand his work. Amen. 
Now, I don't want you to get confused, you know, when we're talking about purpose, when we're talking about assignment, you know. You know, you're not just expecting one concept notes or one kind of uh, business plan of your 20 years goal, you know, mid-term, short-term, long-term goals, you know. Uh, you know, by the time I'm 50, I want to have a five houses I'll own. The, no, it's not that, it's not that deep. Tell anybody, it's not that deep. It's not that deep. It's not that deep. If it's that one, I'm not sure I'll be married today. Even if it's by that one, I'm not sure it will be exactly what I said. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. But it's things as simple as simple as things as simple as understanding your your purpose. You understand you I understand what did I tell them? I, I understand I'm somebody that's called to ministry. I understand I, there's a there's a business part of me. There's a career part of me, there's a politics part of me. I, I may not get it all clearly. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. It must not be it must not be, you know, by twenty nineteen I'm going to be the president. You know, funny enough, Facebook sent me one reminder. I don't know that you guys saw what Kemar said. Ten years ago, I wrote, um, what do you guys think about me being the, the governor of Edo State by 2019? That was like ten years. You know that time? We just thought ten years is far. You know, so Facebook now reminded me today. I said, what? <laughs> so I wrote, I wrote, like, do you support? Do I have your... So I now wrote a comment there today. I said, I, I even don't support that support. Now that was... I don't want... You know, I've switched lanes since... Do you understand what I'm saying? But you must have a direction. You must have a direction. As a man, you must know where, what, what, what God has called you to do in this, in life. I kept warning Omar, like, see, I will do ministry. Oh, that one, I'm telling you now, I will do ministry. I'm a church boy. I understand myself. So you look at yourself. You look, you understand your shape. You understand your spiritual gifts. You understand your heart. You understand your personality. These are the things that you talk about. Amen. You understand who you are. You, you, you understand your direction. You understand your work. You understand your assignment. Look at another, another place that shows that, that, that Adam was in a place of his work. Look at uh, Genesis chapter 2 verse 15. It says, he took the man and put him in the place of Eden. You know, another thing you understand that the place of Eden is where God, a man that understands God's presence and understands Eden, is in that place that he discovers purpose. It's in that place he unders- discovers his direction. Amen. So that's what I'm trying to, I'm trying to put it like in a scale. So he says he took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. To tend and to keep it. Work, assignment, something to do. Amen. So even if, um, even if, even if you, 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 as a lady, you know, you, you should be able to genuinely tell, you know, a man that is about his work. Amen. You, he may not be all about, how I put it now? He may not be, he, some people want to, want that big picture. They want to see you, you know, in the house, in the, with the car, with the, with the, you, as in the vi- vision, did they write Tamo? You know, people just expect vision to be so physical. Amen. But you must be able to see from where he is today that he's in that direction. Amen. I may not be at the end of IBB way, but I'm on IBB way. I'm taking small steps there. Amen. That's what's important. You, as a lady, it's your... That's why you see ladies have naturally have a gift of discernment. So I don't see why it should be a problem to discern the right man for you. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. You, know, you should be able to discern a man's heart. You should be able to discern... Apart because, of course, you know that naturally, ladies are moved by what they hear. 
So if if it's, you cannot discern by hearing because it may confuse your your whole your whole uh, systems. Amen. And same thing with a man, you cannot discern by seeing. You can't because naturally that already engulfs you. I hear what I'm saying. So you must be able to you know discern. Hallelujah. So the ideal man understands purpose. He understands his direction. He understands what God has called him to do. He understands his gift and he understands himself. He's not confused. The truth is, me and you can only enter the same, the same God is good boss if both of us are going to be in. There's no way. You're going to Kaduna. You can't. We won't meet. And that's what mom, mom was trying to emphasize about singleness. It's the best time of your life. Especially for the man. Especially for the man, you have to understand your direction. You need to know what boss you are taking. You need to know what time you are leaving. You need to have that idea. And, and also for the lady. Some of you, the wrong guys are coming around you because they are in the wrong direction. I hear what I'm saying? <laughs> That's just the truth. If you are in the right direction, you know what God has called you to do. But it can two walk together. Except they agree. Walk together so that you can walk to the altar. That's it. I mean, you can't be, you can't be, you can't be going north and somebody's going south. How now? You can't walk, you're not walking together. So if, number one, we talk, this is for all of us. Number one, like, like I said, you understand God's presence, you understand your Eden, you understand your place. Then number two, you understand purpose, you understand, uh, you, you understand your giftings, you understand the things that you are called to do. There is no way you would you would you would align, especially for the men. Why I'm saying this is for the women. You can just say, my purpose is to fulfill his purpose. Do you understand? That meant, but for the man, you are the head, you are the leader. I don't. You are the you you. There's an assignment. You are the one in front. The Bible says that he's the head of the woman. As Christ is the head of the church. There must be direction. Amen. All these things is before verse 18. Where God says, It is not good that the man should be alone. But let's look at number three. So we have talked to one, two, to number three. Genesis verse two, verse five, um, chapter 2, verse 5 again. It says, that he tend and keep it. That he cultivates and keep it. Of course, uh, we read Genesis 5. You saw the whole, the, the many things, you know, where it's talked about the man. He should remove the spots, the wrinkle, washes out with the word. It's a cultivator. And what I wrote here is, see, this attribute and instruction given to, speaks to the kind of man that God wanted Adam to be. Not just what he wanted him to do. I hear what I'm saying. God wanted him to be a cultivator. Not just a farmer. God wanted him to be a keeper, a protector. Someone that takes care. Not just of the garden plants and all that. He wanted him to be that as a person and that to his wife. I hear what I'm saying. So it speaks of, you know, the attribute that God wanted to see in the man. You see, 
it, it talks about him being a gardener, a groomer. So as an ideal man, he must be able to groom. He must be able to grow. The Bible talks about, uh, uh, it talks about nourishing. It talks about someone that cherishes his, but he takes care of it. Amen. So the ideal man is, he's, he's a cultivator. He's a teacher. He's a leader. You must know how to lead your wife. You learn how to lead. That doesn't make sense. Because people feel that I'm a leader, I just lead. But you have to learn how to lead different people. You don't lead different people the same way. The Bible says, train up a child in the way that he should go. A child. A child as a specific child, not the child. A child in the way that he should go. Because two children may not go in the same way. So train up a child in the way that he should go. So thus, lead your wife in the way that she should go. Lead your wife. Be able to cultivate her. Be able to grow her. Be able to improve her. And this is not just a, a wife matter. This is naturally any environment the man enters. He's to bring growth. He's to bring leadership. He should, he should, he should be able to bring, he should be able to teach. He should be able to grow stuff. Amen. Husband man. Husband man. Amen. I wrote here, that's why it's called the bride's groom. The bridegroom. Because he groomed the bride. The Bible says he, he, he washes her with the word, removes spots, and presents to himself. I hear what I'm saying. So that's why it's called the bride's groom. Because he's assumed that he has groomed the bride. It's all about the bride. Amen. It's all about the bride. And that's why the wedding is all about the bride. And that's why Christ is so excited about us. Because we are his bride. He's, he's, he's sanctifying us. He has, he, he, you know, when I, when I was just reading what, you know, what Ephesians was saying about what Christ does for us, I, I could imagine the excitement on, for, on, in Christ's heart for the church. He's so excited. He's so excited to, to be married to us. Amen. Amen. And that, that's the same thing that should be for the man. And that's why Pastor Phil said something. And I think we should take that as a rema for us and a standard in our church. We should always see our wives as our brides. Because that wife, it brings one kind of familiarity that, uh, you know, but you are so excited about your bride. You are so excited that you, 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 you can't wait for her face to be unveiled. Amen. All that hype is for the bride. Tell you, tell, look for a man and say, are you a bride's groom? Are you a bridegroom? That's where that word came from. Amen. Amen. Groom. You just think they just found a word and say groom. Now groom, we go, they call them. No. It's because it's someone that grooms. He's a gardener. The ideal man is a gardener. There are three types of men. Number one is a hunter. In fact, every man has that hunting thing. <laughs> There's a, and as a lady, you must be able to differentiate. A hunter. A hunter. He enjoys the chase. The hunter is only the chase. The hunter enjoys the chase. People are not learning. I will teach you about men. Come. <laughs> the, the, the chase is the joy. It's not the prey. I don't know if you understand. It's the chase. So you may think it's you, but it's the chase. So immediately the hunter 
kills the prey, the joy is gone. Now for that, 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 that kill, this is a secret too. It's a secret, please. <laughs> that kill for some guys is the day you're telling you like him back. Hey, say God. For some, it's the day he kisses you. For some, it's the day he sleeps with you. For some, it's the day he has continued sleeping with you. That's when, ah, when it's okay, the chase is over. That's the hunter. But no, every man has a little hunter. You need, you need some hunting for the, for the one. <laughs> Amen. So as a lady, you must be able to test a man's chase. You must be able to discern a man's chase. I hear what I'm saying. You must be able to. That's your job. It's your job to protect your heart. Stop, stop handing over your heart to the man. To, to stop being irresponsible. Be responsible for your heart. Guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues. <laughs> That's why you're having issues. I hear what I'm saying. Guard your heart. It's your responsibility. Number two, the scavenger. Scavenger. Scavenger and a hyena. You know hyena? Meat will not die. You understand? The prey is dead. No work. See somebody that's heartbroken. Low self-esteem. No work. That's the scavenger. But you need a gardener. The gardener grooms you. He grows you. Sees that you fulfill your potential. That's the man that God was talking about. Amen. Amen. Tell anybody you need a gardener. <laughs> and as a lady, as a lady, as a lady, you also need to be able to have this, this attribute of growing things, of making things better. Amen. Because remember that I established before that both of you are called for the same purpose. Amen. So we've talked about number one, from him, his presence, relationship, sanctification. Number two, we talked about cultivating. Talk if he's a leader, he's a teacher, he's a gardener. So number two, we said purpose, direction, assignment. He understands his work. Number three, we talked about he's a cultivator, he's a leader, he's a teacher, he's a gardener. If the man does not function in these three things, it is good for him to be alone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> these things we're talking about happened before verse 18. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And in verse 18, he said, it is not good for that man. Which man? That man that understands his Eden, understands his presence. That man that understands his work, his direction, the things he's called to do. That man that is a gardener, that can tend and care and grow and that understands what God has called him to do. It's not good for that one, that man, not all men. It's not all men. The ideal. I know some of you have other places. There are some people that don't have all these things. They are married. That's why I said ideal man. It's not any man. It's not any man. You can do it the real way. But we're talking about the ideal way. We're talking about origin, the way God has put it. Amen. The pattern, the beginning. Hallelujah. God's idea. Hallelujah. So like I said, if the man doesn't understand those three things, please, don't go and look for trouble. 
it's good for him to be alone. Number four, ideal man recognizes his helper suitable for him. Amen. He's able to recognize his helper suitable for him. The Bible says in verse 8, it says, It's not good for that man to be alone. I would make for him a helper comparable to him. The Bible also says in the Amplified, it says, Now the Lord said, It is not good, it is not beneficial for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper, one who balances him, a counterpart who, a counterpart who is suitable and complementary for him. Hallelujah. Please also understand that Adam was about his work. He said, God, I need to marry you. No, is that what happened? God saw that this man needs a complementary counterpart. Amen. To do that which he had called him. It was God that saw that it is not good. It's, it would be more beneficial if he has a helpmate. But not just any helper. One that is suitable for him. Very important. So if you can look at that scripture, let's look at it. It says from verse 19, on the ground, God brought out the beast from the field. Like I told you before, out of the ground, the beast of the field and our bed of the air. Brought them to Adam to see what he would name to them. Remember, it was God that brought them to Adam. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was his name. He gave names to this and that. Verse 20 says, but for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. It means that there were other helpers. I hear what I'm saying. There were other helpers that were brought by God to him. So it's not everybody that God himself brings to you that's meant to be your wife or that's meant to be your husband. Suitable. Complimentary to him. Amen. You know, somebody was in, we will say that, yes, you know, you saw that I was alone and wanted him to have a companion. So why, why did God not say, it's not good for man to be alone. I'll bring somebody that will be keeping him company. Because it was about purpose. That, I just wanted to bring, to bring in that, that in. Helper, suitable for him. You get what I'm saying? Now, when we begin to talk about things about love and submission, those are the things that make the engine work in, in order to fulfill purpose. Do you understand? So don't go and say you're marrying for love. As a woman, your own is easy. Just look for who you can help. That's it. That's the, That's what you need. see. It's that simple. It you will save yourself a lot of stress. Who you help? <laughs> that's it. It's as simple as as a man. Look for somebody that is a helpmate, suitable for you to fulfill what God has called you to do. As a lady, look for who you want to help. It's as simple as that. Well, the ones complicating things, so I'm telling you. Pastor Phil, I want to demarket you. Do you mind? Many people will see Pastor Phil now and say they want to marry Pastor Phil. Do you understand? But, ah, Pastor Phil, can I do this? <laughs> I'm not even sure. But when I look at Pastor Phil, I see responsibility. Do you understand? I was warning my wife. <laughs> I said, hey, I'm going to do ministry. Do you understand? Because let me tell you what happens. You know, we see a football player. The guy is all about his, his idea, you know, he's playing soccer, he's all about, he's traveling around the world doing what he does. You love him, ah, this guy's a good football player. Then guess what, we now entered the marriage. I said, ah, this football, because of football, you won't give me attention. But that was the, 
So even the man is like, what? I thought it was because of fear. Do you understand? I don't know if you get what I'm saying. That, this is what happens. This is what happens because the woman, of course, needs that attention and that love. But understand, I didn't see love in this place. But yes, it's part of it. Why? Because the man is a cultivator. But understand first, priority, purpose, assignment, work. First. So I wrote, I wrote down here and I'll repeat it again. The woman was, the woman was made for purpose, not only for love. Right? The purpose of the woman is to be a helpmate to the man to fulfill the mission. So I wrote here, and you need to understand this thing about submission. It's not a, it's not a big problem, oh. although the world has made it a problem for us. But it's not a big problem. Submission, sub, under, sub, subway, right? Subway means it's under the road, right? Yes, on the ground, subway, under mission, sub, just sub. Have your mission, but let it be under. That's what it means. Because, of course, if you have your own mission... And of course, you're in line with the man that's in the same area of mission. You would fulfill your own. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not a struggle. In fact, let me tell you the truth. Here. Most men don't even have a challenge with you being the president of Nigeria. But when you go to that house, know who is Oga. That's all. That's just the truth. Just submit to him as your head. That's all. I've seen women who, the minister of Okonjewela, she has a lovely home. She does. She's what she is. She has money that I don't even need to check. I know she has more money than her husband. Do you understand? She has more influence than her husband. But I'm sure why the, the husband will have no problem with, 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 with that is she has no one they struggled to submit or to say, you know, uh, I'm the head of this home. That will be a problem. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's all. If you can submit to the man, I'm, I know a godly man will allow you to be anything that you want to be. Do you understand? But the men have an ego issue. That one is there. So you submit to them. It's not just because um, I'm saying it, but this is even what the word says. This is what the word emphasizes. Amen. So this I will say to the woman. If the woman is not from God... The woman does not understand purpose, but remember asterisks because I put more emphasis on the man for that. If the woman cannot help, cannot compliment you, cannot compliment the person, she cannot submit, it is good for her to be alone. Please. It's not by force for everybody to marry. It is good. I'll say it again. If this woman is not from God, she does not understand Eden. She does not understand the present. She does not understand these things I've talked about as number one. She does not understand purpose, but I said it's with an asterisk. She cannot help. You have to look at her and say, who you help? Are you, are you helping me? Some, sometimes it's frustrating. I'm married. Sometimes it's frustrating. Sometimes we have challenges. You know, I'm like, because you are all about this thing. You're all about the, the thing that God has called you to do. And you expect more understanding in that area. Do you understand? But at that same time, that is causing, that is causing friction. Then you begin to be like. So if you don't understand that, you don't understand, you don't understand 
helping, understand your, your role of complimenting and submitting, it is good for you to be alone. I'm telling you, it's not all marriages that are going well, though. Don't allow it because they so the same as should be. Don't allow that to deceive you. Uniformity is not unity. Kai, both of us are wearing the same uniform. It doesn't mean that we're united. I hear what I'm saying. So women are using makeup to cover what they have. Some handsome men. <laughs> Those are men are handsome. <laughs> oh God, they didn't catch it. <laughs> handsome. <laughs> no, you are ransom. You are ransom. <laughs> Amen. I'm telling you. Because you don't understand these simple things. Amen. Now look at this. It says that, And the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept, and he took one. Oh, I did one. One of his ribs. Remember, Pastor Phil told us, the, the, the woman was made from the place of rest for the purpose of what? Rest. So, I, I will also say this to the ideal man. You're searching please go back into that place of rest. Because it was in verse 20. He was searching. It was actually to search. That was, it was actually to identify. And I, 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 I like the way God operates. You know, allowing man to, to see the role of this other, you know, this one. This one, yakatsu. Yasuya. This one, chicken. Or more barbecue. You know, this one, meat pie. You know, he saw them. This one is food. This one is soup. You know, he saw the role they could play in, their, in his life. They were help. So yeah, it's good, but they are not suitable. They are not to compliment him in the purpose. It's not just any help in the purpose in the work that God has called him to do. Look at what he said, verse twenty-two. Said, and the rib. And so after all that, God put him back to sleep. The guy, you need to sleep. So that you can, you can see this thing well. <laughs> see, and the rib, so man, woman, Eve was made out of Adam. It says, and the rib which the Lord God had taken from him, he made, he made into a woman and he brought her to the man. Amen. That's why I said, it's a woman from where? God. He brought her what? To the man. And he, you know, he brought the animals too. So that you won't say it's anybody they brought. Uh-huh. Anybody you just sees this one? No. Adam said, he says, this is now. God. Another version said, finally. It tells you that he was actually in that trying to find that person. Amen. He understood what God's intention was. So when people come your way, you should be able to discern what their role in your life is. He says, this is the bone of my bone. This is the flesh of my flesh. He, she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. If you look at Ephesians, now, now you see the type and shadow with Ephesians where he says, he says, you see, he nourishes his own body. He nourishes his own flesh. I don't know how you get what I mean. So when you come to that place, you understand what God is saying and you see that this person is, is, is from you. It's not just, I'm not just marrying a stranger. This person is actually my body. I don't know how you understand. It, it was like, finally, this is my flesh. I'm just imagining that God gives me that deeper revelation on this and I can see my wife has my bone has my own body Ah, how can you hit her why would you not want to nourish her why would you not want to cherish her 
why, why will it be difficult to say, ah, Bible says we should love our wife? It won't be a difficult thing because you are loving yourself. You're loving your own bone. You're loving your own flesh. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. And Eve looks at herself and says, I'm coming from this man for this man. It won't be a problem to submit. I'm coming from this man for this man for the purpose that God has for us. Amen. It won't be a problem submitting. I tell you, it won't be a problem respecting him. It won't be a problem saying, oh, this is the position and the authority that God has given him in my life. This is my teacher. This is my gardener. I don't know how to get what I'm... Do you understand what I'm saying? Amen. The Bible says, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Ideal one. One flesh. One flesh. Amen. Now I'm rounding up with this. When, like I said before, when he truly locates his ideal one, the bone of his bone and the flesh of his flesh, he would naturally love her. And when she locates her ideal one, the person, the, when she locates her ribcage, <laughs> ah, amen. I'm so excited. We have a lot of challenges in my marriage, but there was something Omar told me like, a few weeks ago and she was like this um, this marriage she sees it more like purpose as in she I, I, I can't really explain how she said it but although i didn't react like this but <laughs> but it was like she could see the intention i'm sure especially with you know her breaking out of work congrats to omar and omar makeup studio opening but she she could see she could see certain moves she could see how probably maybe the, the networks that I have have been able to even assist her personal mission and the things that God has called her to do. Do you understand? So her coming into my life has opened her to, I'm not sure she ever thought, okay, I'll be in Abuja, I'll be doing this. And, you know, people just coming from everyone to assist through the marriage. I don't know whether I understand what I'm doing, what I'm saying. So it's not just about love, you know, just about, you know, beauty. Mom, mom said something and, I mean, even people that are not in standpoint church, they were, they, were, they were retweeted. They were just sending it to me that a home is not built by beauty. It's by built by wisdom. That's, that's so deep. That's so deep. Amen. I, I, pray that, I pray that God gives us a true understanding of what he has called us to do in, the term, in terms of marriage. I pray that God will make us here ideal men, ideal husbands. I pray that God will make us ideal wives i pray that you would locate your ideal one i pray that god will you will not just locate but you would you would you would be responsible to grow that which god has given you as a man you are a gardener a gardener means that god will not give you somebody that is perfect it means you have a responsibility the wife you may be looking for may just be in your head but god has given us a responsibility make impute be responsible we're not always like this i can just tell you a little bit of my wife when my wife, this one was walking, no, no, no. Where I was a copper, staying in a one-bedroom room, small, like, and filled with mosquitoes. <laughs> I'm telling you, the place, where I was serving Lagos, the place I used to, where we used to have our bath was open air crusade. I'm telling you. So, it's not, it's not, many of us think that, you know, we are, we are looking for the tree, instead of looking for the tree in the seed. Because the, 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 the potential of that tree is in the seed. Many of us, remember, there's something Apostle Ayo said, I won't forget, he said, don't in the pursuit of the lion, miss the lamb. I hear what I'm saying? 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? <laughs> Hallelujah. They are lambs and they are lions. Amen. Amen. So if somebody is in his lamb state, don't, don't, don't despise the person. Lady or man, do not despise. Have the ability to see the tree in the seed. Have the, I, I used to tell my friends, Guys, now this, this is the time, but they say, no, let us, let us, let us achieve, let us, then when they not achieve, they will not say, ah, this is our money, they want, ah, this. <laughs> and for the man, the older the man gets, the more achievement, the harder it is, the guy list is piling, he's piling, but the woman, as she's growing older, the list is dropping. <laughs> dropping, so, man, now man. Man, now man. I beg, come on, collect the microphone. Let's give praise to Jesus. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. And for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj. 